Yeah, it's just so great to see everybody here. So, thank you. Uh, so, you know, I was scheduled to speak today, um, but, uh, you know, obviously this, uh, as many of you know, you know, this week uh, has been a pretty, pretty tough week for, for me and my family. So my dad, for those of you who don't know, um, he got sick about two weeks ago um, with COVID. And, uh, uh, and my mom as well, but my dad uh, just really did not do well. Uh, really struggled very hard. And... Fortunately, had to be admitted to the hospital um, uh, about 10 days ago. So about 10 days ago, um, he was admitted to the hospital, and uh, he got all the different types of treatments, uh, everything that, uh, really everything that is medically available, and still, still continue to, to struggle, um, had difficulty breathing, and uh, eventually this past week, one of our worst fears, uh, got a call that uh, his breathing was so bad uh, that they were gonna have to transfer him to the ICU. And, uh, and from there, you know, just continued, uh, just uh, bad news every day, it seemed like, you know, so, uh, and after that, uh, they had to put a tube down his throat, put him on a breathing machine, uh, so really just really dark and really uh, very difficult uh, trying time for uh, our family, for sure, uh, just the most difficult time uh, in our lives, I would say, you know, very tough, uh, and, um, and so he's still in the ICU, still on a ventilator, Some of you may know, you know, uh, COVID, the, the prognosis for somebody on a ventilator, pretty bad, pretty poor. So, um, but, you know, in the midst of it, um, you know, just what God has been showing me uh, and showing our family, especially, uh, has certainly been life-changing. You know, I don't know the outcome. I don't know what's going to happen next, but, uh, uh, but God is good. And um, I've said that before. Uh, in my life, but it's never been more true. I've never understood it more uh, than, I, than I do this week. Uh, and so, just um, things that, uh, <clears throat> you know, the way that God has been showing that to us, the way that he's been showing us that, how true that is, the depth of how true that is, the way that is, um, that he's good, that he's faithful, has, has been life-changing uh, this time. And there's uh, no other way, I think, that I could have learned uh, that as well, if not for trials. That's what God has um, really been speaking to me and showing me. Um, so obviously, kind of just, yeah, it's a very, very dark way to start, of course, the, the, the warning, um, the message. But, um, but that's, where, that's where it was, and that's the truth of it. You know, that's a very, very poor, um, very poor prognosis, very grim prognosis. And so in the midst of that, you know, never having faced anything like this before. Uh, and uh, especially... You know, working in medicine, just knowing those numbers, boy, I was, um, I was really, really dis uh, in despair. I didn't have any hope. Uh, and so this was um, about last week. So on Wednesday um, is when he got transferred to the ICU. So Wednesday of this past week, um, and Thursday, um, you know, I went to work. I work out in Dayton. You know, not too far, but about an hour away. I was just trying to make it through the day. Uh, and my boss actually came up to me. I'd only seen two patients, but already people could tell I was not okay. <laughs> I should not have been seeing, you know, seeing patients. So, um, so my boss came to me and was like, "Hey, you gotta get out of here." <laughs> probably for the patients, probably for the staff too. I'm not sure. I was just like this black cloud of like just absolute gloom. I mean, you know, my my nurse practitioner comes up to me and is like, "You okay?" And I'm just, I, I'm just weak. So there's no way that they could have worked. I could have worked. Yeah. So. Um, 
but uh, but I was like, no, I was like, no, no, no. He's in the ICU. There's nothing I can do. I don't, let me just get through the morning here, and then, and then I'll, you know, I'm gonna get out. And uh, we were supposed to have a family meeting with the ICU doctors at five o'clock. Um, I was like, it's okay. I just gotta work till you know three thirty, and I'm gonna drive back to Columbus. And you know, we're, we're gonna have a family meeting with the ICU doctors. You know, they always want to talk about goals of care. You know, and uh, what things, um, what might happen next. And you know, praise God, they just they were like they just kicked me out. They were like, get out of here, go. So, um, so I left, and um, and right after that, we actually got the phone call that um, he was doing worse. So, um, in fact, they were saying, well, we, we we can't wait for the meeting. You know, we're, we're probably gonna have to put a tube, put him put him in the breathing tube, put him on the ventilator, um, soup, yeah. Um, and so. Um, praise God that I they had already cleared my clinic and got me out. So I just want to testify that wow, just you know, uh, I was able to make it back to Columbus just in time, just in time to see him. And it was the first time that we could see him. They actually let us see him for the first time since he went to the hospital. Uh, so we got to talk with him. Uh, my sister and brother got to get there even before I did, uh, just to you know, just to speak with him, you know, speak with him, talk with him, hold his hand, uh, and uh, before they put him to sleep. And uh, in the midst of that, you know, I'm driving back from, from Dayton, um, and I have just never been so afraid in my life. Uh, it was hard because, you know, I was like, oh man, how am I gonna step in the hospital here? You know, it's level of fear. I don't know how to explain this, but um, I, I, sometimes I have fear like that. You, you may not think this, but I'm kind of a afraid, fearful person sometimes. Uh, because I, I overthink things, you know, thinking. Um, so sometimes the, the times I feel fear the most uh, is actually sometimes during work because you know when I'm on call they'll call me sometimes from the operating room some other surgeon's doing some crazy case they're like we need urology help and in my heart I'm like oh god no <laughs> that is the most fear I experience in life because I'm like oh, what did they do did they cut a ureter did they cut the bladder did they, like, did they injure the kidney it's like oh no Jesus I have to go in and repair this and like. I'm just one guy, like, you know, I did maybe two of those in residency. Like, how am I going to tell them, about, like, hey, guys, I'm here. Uh, okay, let's do this. Like, I mean, I'm a urologist, and, and as I tell like, people all the time when they ask me stuff, it's like, I'm just a urologist, okay? Like, so I treat kidney stones. Like, I help people with, like, urinating better, and, and I'm, you know, technically a surgeon, but, like, Know, we do these like small surgeries with like you know scopes and stuff and anytime i have to open the belly or get inside somebody's abdomen that's that when you guys watch tv and stuff those are the real surgeons okay we're, we're, we're just like dawdling around and treating kidney stones all right so they call this guy in to do that and, oh just fear just like grips my heart every time that happens and in fact i'll actually sometimes like you know adult, you know this uh <clears throat> it's pretty bad but sometimes i'll like dawdle outside the operating room and be like Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right, maybe if I just wait one more minute, they'll figure it out. And then like, I'll just like be like outside the operating room, like, oh, this is getting so bad. <laughs> so, um, so that is the fear. So that kind of fear was grappling. You know, I was talking to my sister. You know, she had, as soon as she heard that they were gonna let her, let us go see him, she was on the on the road. You know, she wasn't waiting for Johnny either. You know, Johnny can drive himself. She's headed straight to straight to the hospital to see him to talk with him. Um, and uh, I'll be honest, I, you know, it, it was it was great timing that God allowed me to be there, but um, I wasn't speeding or anything like that because I was just so afraid. Because I, I knew what was coming, you know? and uh, 
based on just, you know, the medical side of things, medical knowledge, like, oh, no, this is really bad, really, really bad. You know, if, uh, we've been praying all week, like, oh, no, please, like, not the ICU, please, not a tube. Number two, uh, you know, from a medical standpoint, uh, that's, that's like a death sentence. You know? um, so I should talk with Frank, and Frank knows the numbers too, you know, the, that, um, it's like, it's like 20%, you know, like people, during the, the height of the pandemic, Somebody got a breathing tube. Uh, that's just um, that's just a temporary measure for the inevitable. So so brave, so brave. But um, driving. Another thing that scared me too was I was like, oh no, I I gotta. Um, I just, I called my sister. I called my brother. I was like, hey, you know, go to the hospital. They're gonna let us see him. Uh, things aren't looking good, but we can see. Him. That's great. Um, but the other thing that was fearful in my heart was I was so afraid because I was like, oh, how am I going to tell my mom? Like, my mom is sick, you know, sick with COVID, but she's, praise God, doing, doing okay. Um, she's at home, um, just really bad fevers, but she's breathing just fine. But, you know, I, we've been trying to kind of spare her from all the everyday details of how my dad was doing. But I was like, I, I, I got to tell her, you know, I got to tell her, I got to tell her that. So I was really afraid of that because I was like, oh God, how am I going to tell my mom that my dad is like, dying? So that was something I was super afraid of. I was like, okay, well, I can't do that over the phone. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to say anything. You know, it's just going to be like, just me like on the other line. She'll be like, hello, hello, and I won't be able to say anything. You know, so... Um, so, you know, I was like, I got to go home first. I got to go home. I got to go to my parents' house first. I just got to tell her, you know, this, 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 could, this could be it. This could be our last chance to talk with him. Um, so I get home. And I'm just, same thing as when I'm outside in the operating room, about to do a surgery I don't know how to do. I'm just, just, just sitting in the car, like, uh, just, just delaying, you know, just, just delaying. And finally, you know, I, I, I composed myself enough to go upstairs to my parents' house where my mom is sitting, you know, laying on her bed. And, you know, she's still fevering. She's still sick. But um, I just tell her, you know, tell her, dad's not, you know, I got to go to the hospital. Johnny and Priscilla are already there. Um, they're, they're probably going to have to put a breathing tube into, dad, uh, into dad's lung. And uh, you know, it's, it's, all, it's a very bad, bad situation. He might die. Um, and my mom. Bring joy, bring joy, bring joy, and uh, God's smiling down, God's smiling face, and when she told me that, I was so mad, <laughs> I was so mad, that I was like, she's, she had joy and peace, and I'm just here just a mess, like I can't even bring myself to drive myself to the hospital, um, but she still had joy, and she still had peace, she was like, Joseph, bring joy with you. <laughs> so mad, you know. I'm like just despairing, and and I hope. And my mom uh, was, was smiling. You know, people have asked me, uh, you know, how's your mom doing? How's your mom doing? You know, like she's sick. She can't go to the hospital. Sees you know that. And I tell her she's doing better than me. I was so so upset at that. Um, and uh, um, but um, but seeing that just shook me. Shook me from 
um, from that despair in a moment and, and thinking, boy, God, I say I trust you. Um, God, I say that you're good. Um, but in the midst of this trial and storm, uh, I'm not the one that is continuing to say that. It's my mom. You know, my mom is doing that. You know, she's the one encouraging us. And so I began to ask God, you know, what, how, how does she have so much peace? How does she have so much joy in the midst of this? And it was such a humbling experience because, you know, I feel like I've walked, with God. I've been a Christian for, you know, for, for, for years. And I've, um, you know, BBS and Bible study and served in the Lord and uh, served in church. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. I've got, you know, the Christian Boy Scout, you know, uh, tags and, you know, I, I kind of hit them all, you know, the badges. And I, I think I'm doing okay. Um, but in that moment, truly seeing the depth of the difference in level of faith, deepness of faith, my mom was, I, I was just blown away and humbled and realizing, oh God, I am nowhere close. I'm not there yet. I do not lean on you hard enough. I do not trust you. I do not know you the way um, that people can walk in your faith for even longer years. Uh, how do I get there? How do I get there? And so, <clears throat> um, so yeah, so, you know, just um, in talking with my mom, that just that little message to bring joy and God's smiling face. My dad always talks about God's smiling face. His, his modern life has been uh, intimate, loving relationship with God. And as his kids, we've heard that so many times, so many times, you know, but, um, but how do you learn that? You, know, you learn that best in the moments, not when it's good, not when things are great, not when people are healthy, not you know in the, um, in the sunshine, but oh, in the shadow. Yes. So, <clears throat> so God's teaching us that. Uh, He's really teaching us that. Can I still say that when things are, are so bad? So, <clears throat> you know, after that, uh, you know, Thursday, um, just you know, obviously very tough. Still made made it the hospital time. Dad put the tube in. And um, I had to work the next day. I had some surgeries the next day, and I really couldn't cancel. You know? And so, um, but I was just such a mess. And I was like, oh, man, there's no way I'm getting through getting through this day. Um, you know, Holy Spirit, you gotta help me. You know, there's no way I can get through today on Friday uh, without your help. And the things that He started to show me, um, the first thing He said, uh, the first thing I heard, felt, uh, was give thanks. You know, give thanks. And that was so crucial. That was the key. Giving thanks. First uh, Thessalonians uh, chapter five, uh, verse sixteen to eighteen. Paul, um, Paul writes to the Thessalonians, um, and this is Paul. Paul who been um, through so many trials, beaten, thrown in prison, persecuted, um, stoned, just, just all these things. He's writing to the Thessalonians uh, who uh, will experience similar persecution. He writes to them, give thanks. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And uh, I, I think a lot of us have seen that verse, have read that verse, heard that verse, and and, uh, uh, and it really, I, I, God was, had spoke that so clearly to me on Friday, and that was the key. That was the key to turning my heart around. It was so hard, you know, it was hard to do. So hard, so difficult to turn from the worries, um, to turn from the despair, to turn from that darkness and to give thanks, to give thanks. Um, but um, but as I did that, you know, as I started to give thanks, God really showed me and encouraged me and gave me a peace um, 
as a supernatural piece. You know, the first thing, um, as I was giving thanks, this photo actually popped up on my phone. Um, you know, sometimes it, your phone kind of just suggests little pictures to you or whatever. Um, and it was actually a picture of my dad last year when he'd actually gotten back from the hospital. Um, a year ago, he'd actually had a brain bleed. Um, and it was a brain bleed that, uh, that many people died from. In fact, you know, when he showed up at the ER, they were like, what happened? And, you know, they, we were like, they were like, uh, my dad's like, I don't know. They were like, how'd you get this? He was like, I don't know. They were like, were you in a car accident? He's like, no. Uh, <laughs> um, he had this brain bleed and probably had it for weeks. And we think it happened when he fell out of a hammock. He, he was trying to get in a hammock and fell out of it. But that was like two, like a month and a half before, you know, he even went to the emergency room with symptoms. So it was still not 100% sure. But all that to say, that at that time he should have died. You know, he had a brain bleed. He needed surgery. They had to open his head and um, and, and clear out this clot of bags. And seeing that picture reminded me that I had forgot. I forgot. I forgot that God is that God had healed him. Not only had he healed him, but um, if you look at his head, you can't even tell that he has a scar there. That photo when I saw him, he had just come back from the hospital. He's got these these stitches, these sutures in his head. Uh, and he looks all, all, all tired from being in the hospital and having his head open for surgery. Uh, and I forgot, I forgot that. You know, how good God had been at that time. He should have died. How good and faithful God was. He healed and restored him, not only just restored him, but restored him fully. Um, no deficits, no weakness in the arms, no stroke symptoms. Um, just a full 100% recovery. His CAT scans showed blood clot all gone. Um, God had healed him so well Amen. that I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot. Uh, and so, in just giving thanks, like, oh, thank you. Thank you, God, that you showed yourself faithful. You were faithful and you were good. Then you were faithful and you were good now. And we can believe, I can trust that you're going to be faithful and good in the future because I know you have been in the past. I know who you are through those things. Help me not to forget. So giving thanks allows it's just the Holy Spirit showing our heart. As we give thanks, we, we remember. We're thankful for those things that he's done. Because otherwise, we get them and we just forget them. And then we, we, we run into these storms. And we encounter these trials. And we say, God, where are you? And that was, the, that was my prayer all week. Was, God, where are you? Why have you turned your face from us? Just absolute hopelessness. Despair. Me and my sister were that when that Wednesday or there sorry that Thursday when they put the tube in, um, uh, they were just it was bad. You know they put the tube in, his pressures dropped. It, it you know it looked like he may even die right there. And and we were leaving the ICU and they gave us the bags and his clothes, his, his possessions, uh, his glasses, his phone. Uh, he was walking out. It's like oh, such despair. Gave us his, uh, his favorite shoes. He loves he loves Crocs, so you know, he won't wear anything other than Crocs. That's the only thing he wears is Crocs. His, they gave me the bag with his Crocs. I was just oh, so cool. Uh, just a small aside, you know. One time, my dad loves Crocs so much that um, there was a specific type of Croc that uh, that he really liked, and they were going to discontinue that model. So he had me drive around town with him to every single croc store in Columbus to pick up all the last pairs of that type of croc in his size so that he could store them 
and have the have a have a have a have a supply of them that when they discontinue this model, you would be able to continue to have them. He loved that model so much that when he used to travel to China, he would have them repair the soles of the crocs and add new soles to them, and he continued having that pair of crocs. That is how much he loves those crocs. And so when they gave me those crocs, ha. Oh, God reminded me, he's like, oh, he's been faithful. He's been faithful in the past. I forgot. You know. uh, so, not only faithful, but oh, man, he should have died last year. And how just if you that next my heart to be grateful. Oh, it's like, oh man, this past year, that's a freebie. It's a freebie. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you. My sister were talking about just all the things we got to do with in this past year, you know. So I don't know the outcome. I don't know if God gives him back to us, not. But either way, for this past year, wow, what a blessing. You know, a blessing that we should have even got. You know, should have died, you know. My own medical accounts should have died last year. So what a, what a blessing. So uh, even. I would not have thought of that. I would not have been able to turn my heart to see that unless God had spoken that to me. Give thanks. Give thanks. As I began to give thanks, more and more things that I was just so thankful for, you know. Um, and uh, boy, it's just so hard to um, to see those things that we're blessed with when we have them uh, in the midst of them, unless we turn our hearts to think about, oh boy, that it actually comes from God. And that yeah. none of it should yeah. be ours, you know. Um, I was super blessed. This week to talk with my, with my brother Isaac, yeah. and uh, uh, Isaac was just sharing with me. Not even just you know, uh, was not in, even in a way that like, oh, you should be grateful because you know, I have these words. But his testimony, his story, gave me so much encouragement. Um, you know, Isaac. I hope you don't mind me sharing, but like, you know, Isaac uh, lost lost his mom when he was twenty five. He, he doesn't have his parents. He never had his parents. To, to, to help him in his 20s, 30s. Uh, all his uncles have died. All, he has no extended biological family. Uh, and uh, just hearing that, thinking, wow, God, thank you. Again, I don't know what you're going to do, God. I don't know if you're giving it back to us or not. But even if not, yeah. all the time that we've got, 35 years, I've got my dad, just wonderful times. And uh, how can I be angry? How can I be bitter? How can I be... Yeah. Um, upset when you've given me such a blessed time with him already. Yeah, and anything else is just oh, anything above and beyond, please give it to us, but that uh, doesn't change how thankful I am for it before. Yeah. And I know others of you have lost, lost parents and, uh, at young ages and oh, that just made me turn and say, God, thank you. Thank you that you gave us the time that we had. Um, and we pray that you give us more. We believe and hope and pray that you'll give us more. More time with him, please. God, more time, with him, please. But uh, but but let me be thankful for the time you've already given, because it was such a blessing that many people don't get. And in fact, even just going to the ICU to talk with him, uh, a lot of you work in healthcare, you know, uh, a lot of people don't get to say say goodbye to him. A lot of people get, don't get to say goodbye to their loved ones. Uh, I'm not saying that was goodbye; it very well could be. But at least I got to hold his hand and tell him I loved him. 
put them to us. So yeah, so it could be anything. Even if, even if God gives it back to us, who knows how long? You know, every single person, all of us. You know, um, I was talking to my sister about death. You know, just how terrible death. Is. Obviously, that's just such a cliche thing to say, but like until you're faced with it, oh, how terrible, how terrible it is. Finality. That's it. That's it. But we all have to face it. Every single person in this room is going to have a funeral. Every single person is going to have a day that they're called and the people that you love. I was talking to my brother and sister, you know, um, uh, kind of that realization that, boy, we're going to go to each other's funeral. Somebody's going to have to go to somebody's funeral. Selfishly, I hope it's not me. But (laughs) but at some point, we're going to go, either they're going to come to my funeral or I'm going to go to their funeral, but it's going to happen. You know, even if, if, if not COVID, something, you know, yeah. for those who work in healthcare, you see it every day. You know, so that just, you could be driving down the street and someone hits you, or a heart attack or a stroke, you know, so the, the people that you love, at any some moment, we can't protect them. We can't, can't protect them, you know. Um, there is nothing except for the hope that is in Christ Jesus. And that is the hope that we have as followers of Jesus, that that death, my sister, my sister called it the, the final boss in the video game. You know, the unbeatable final boss. You know, it's, oh, it's terrible. There's nothing, nothing you can do. But Jesus, Jesus conquered death. Jesus conquered the grave. I mean, I, 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 I we sing it all the time, and, um, I, and I just I knew in my head this week, um, just seeing that in a whole new way in my heart that, wow, death, where is your victory? There's none. Nobody has, has conquered death. Nobody has victory over death. You know, kings, emperors, you know, the Chinese emperor. I think sent. You know, there's some story. He sent people to Japan, like little kids in Japan, to try to find the fountain of youth. The the, the guy who's buried in the uh, uh, that Xi'an uh, terracotta warriors like drank mercury, like just you know, bonkers things to try to to avoid death. Yeah. You know? yeah. None of them. And, but that is, the, um, and they knew, and they feared that which, which I'm only starting to fear and appreciate even more now, that death, oh, so unbeatable, so unbeatable. The final boss in the video game. Be, but that Jesus conquered death, what a hope. And that, that hope had never struck me until this week. That hope that, that death is beaten, oh, you can face anything in the, in the light of that. The light of that, that we truly believe that Christ is who we said he is, that he rose from the grave, that the Bible is true, that death is not the end. We can hope in all things. Yeah. And that today, you know, if, if, if my dad passes away, if God takes him, God calls him home, the hope in the resurrection that Jesus Christ conquered death, that I'll see him again. That's it. Because otherwise there's nothing. He's gone. He's gone. There's no Jesus conquered the grave, and when he comes again, it will rise. Uh, <clears throat> so, so yeah, so just really getting this sense of um, that, under, that that thankfulness, and just thinking about all those good things that God has done, and he's been faithful, and that Jesus is our hope, the hope in, in, in Christ, the hope in salvation, the hope in the resurrection, uh, 
just gave you so much encouragement this week. Um, and uh, and just the supernatural peace, you know, that uh, I pray that, that the Holy Spirit gave me. He really did. He really did. Help me make it through work and, um, and, uh, and just make it through it, you know, the day to day, each day. And it's still hard. Still very difficult. I'm not, it's not like a Jedi mind trick of like tricking myself and being happy with my um, It truly is just that God has filled me with supernatural peace about it and joy. Um, and, and I realized this week too that having peace, having joy, and trusting God is not the opposite of mourning and grieving. It doesn't mean I'm not going to cry. It doesn't yeah. mean that I'm not sad. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to grieve. Um, they're not the opposite. You grieve. In fact, Jesus, Jesus wept. You know, he, when um, people that were closest, some of his closest friends, Lazarus, the, the Bible is Lazarus um, and his sisters. Um, Lazarus died, and his sisters are just weeping, broke. Jesus comes. Jesus knows. Jesus knows he's going to heal him. You know, Jesus knows the outcome. He knows the end. Jesus does end up healing him, but even before he does, he weeps with his sisters. With them, even though he's the son of God and he can heal Lazarus and he does heal Lazarus and he knows he's going to do it, he still weeps with them. And so, even the man who had the ultimate peace and joy and the knowledge of the son of God still wept. So, you know, God is slowly giving me, Holy Spirit is slowly giving me peace and joy in the midst of this tribulation, in the midst of this, this trial. But also knowing that it's okay to weep, it's okay to cry, and that Jesus Christ with us. He knows. So, um, you know, if God gives us, if God gives my dad back to us, you're going to see me cry. And if uh, if God doesn't give it back to us, you're still going to see me cry. But um, but I have a hope. I have a joy. I have a peace you know, that that Christ conquered. That Jesus conquered. That we will see Him again. Um, and uh, and really, that's the only way to have that trust in him. Now, I can trust in him because he's proven himself faithful. Faithful in the past. Faithful now. Faithful in the future. And uh, um, and just yeah, just thanks. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was the key. Giving thanks that God, that Jesus conquered death, that we have a hope. Yeah, so really just practicing that. You know, I, I don't have it to the fullness at all, you know, for sure. Um, but uh, but every day, God is giving me this opportunity to trust Him more, to lean on Him more, you know. Um, I think, you know, we don't really know our spiritual health, our spiritual strength until it's in the midst of a battle, in the fire, you know. Um, think about, you know, uh, my dad used to ask me all the time, why isn't Jeremy Lin in the, in the NBA why is he playing the NBA? He loves Jeremy. He doesn't know anything about basketball, but he loves Jeremy. And uh, you know, he'll watch these little videos on YouTube about Jeremy Lin, and it's just Jeremy Lin in practice, just like acing shots or like you know, just hundred percent from three point line. And my dad's like, "Look, he's so good. Why is he in the NBA?" Tell dad, it's very different to shoot well in a gym by yourself when it's empty versus in the NBA where there's. When the midst of a you know the, the, the battle of the actual game where people are guarding you and pushing you and fighting you, hundred percent different, totally different. He's like, oh, you should be in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the same for us. 
it's the same for us. That you know, in the in the when, it, when times are good, when we're not struggling, we are healthy, when we're we're doing well. Um, you know, oh, it's easy to praise God. It's easy to say, oh, God is good. God is good. But it's in the middle of the battle. That's when it's true. That's can we really say that we're fighting or we're weak, we're lost? Um, that's the true test. You know, can I say that God is good amidst times of trials and sorrows? Um, you know, I, I, there's one other uh, story that has really been uh, really been helping me this week, uh, which is which is Job's story. Um, Job. Uh, those of you who don't know the story in the book uh, in the Bible, uh, Job is, is this guy that you know loves the Lord, is, is a righteous guy, uh, praises God by all counts, he's a, a righteous man. Satan goes before God and, and tells and says to God, look, you know, you've given him so much. You've given him blessings. He's rich. He's healthy. He's got lots of kids. He's got everything. And of course, he's going to say that you're good. But take it away from him. Take it away from him. See what he says there. So, it's a, and God does. God, afflicts, God oh, just terrible things. Takes everything away from him. His family, his health, his wealth, everything. He takes it, takes it away. And, uh, but still, but still, Job says, I trust, I trust God. When all else, other things in the world say, there's not, why would you just curse God and die? You know, what are you, what are you doing? What are you living for? But God, but Job gives us the example that when, when the true trials came, he stayed the same. He didn't change the, the, the song he sang. He didn't change the tune of the song he sang that, that God is good. Stay the same, stay faithful. And God is speaking that to each of us. Are, are we able to continue to say, oh, God, you're good, even in the midst of trials and storms? Because I think that's coming. That's coming for all of us, every single one of us. You know, that's Satan. Um, that's, Job's story is not unique. I think it happens for every believer, one way or another. Uh, Jesus told, told Peter, Satan, Satan is asking to sift you like wheat. All of us, all of us, every single person is going to go through Losing their loved ones, every single person, all of these. Now, somebody in this room is going to get cancer. Somebody in this room is going to go through possible problems. Somebody in this room is going to, is going to go through something tragic. In fact, you have because Satan is standing before God, accusing every single one of us, every single believer. God, look at look at uh, look at Weibo. You know he's uh, he's young and healthy. Of course, he's going to praise you. Look at. Uh, Look at Jeff. He's smart. He's got good looks. You know, he's uh, people like him. You know, he's very capable. You know, he's got a lot going for him. Of course, he's going to praise you. Of course, he's going to say that you're good. Take it away from him. I believe Satan saying that every day to God. Take it away from him. By the grace of God, you know, he withholds. You know, he withholds. So uh, every single blessing you have, wow, what, what a blessing that God withholds that sickness that. That, that pain for us. God says, no, not yet. Not yet for my servant, for Jeff. Not yet for my servant, Mabel. But one day, one day, he's going to say, he's going to say, I know that Wavo trusts me enough that, you know what, Satan, you can do that. Take it away. Take it all away. But I know because Wavo is standing before me in prayer. I know his heart. He's going to make it. Oh, what, how beautiful it would be it is for God to say that about our hearts. That, oh, we trust him enough that God can say, okay, yeah. okay, 
uphold, withholding the, the, the terrible things that Satan wishes for all of us, you know. It's coming. It's coming for all of us. There, there will be trials and tribulations. And so, uh, so, I think the key to facing it, like I said, is just giving thanks and trusting in God. Man, with uh, one one other verse, uh, John fourteen, John chapter fourteen, verse twenty-five through twenty-seven. This is uh, the disciples are talking to Jesus and they're asking him about you know like the Father. Who, you know, how do we know the Father? You know, you're talking about the Father. And uh, and Jesus tells them uh, that is telling them that the Father can only be known through through knowing Jesus. And Jesus starts to tell them, "And you need the Holy Spirit because I can't be with you. I'm gonna leave my physical body. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna leave." And they're like, "What? Where are you going? Like, what? You know, why why are you leaving us?" He's like, "Don't worry, but I will give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be with you. He'll teach you." Guide you, give you peace. So in, uh, in, in John 14, it says uh, in verse 25, These things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. This verse just really helped me this weekend. Really helped that this peace that only God can give through the Holy Spirit. Because otherwise, like I said, things are things are very, 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 very so by the world's standard, you know, that uh, he's got great care of Riverside, he's got the best hospital, you know, best treatments, got everything, but they've done everything. And so um, things look really bleak. Uh, and really, you know, without God there, there isn't a peace that Doctors sat down with us and looked at us. They couldn't give us anything else, you know. I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with it. They did everything they can. What else can they tell us? Um, so we shouldn't have a peace about that. But we can. I do because God has given that to us. The Holy Spirit gives us that peace. The Holy Spirit teaches us to bring to remembrance all that Jesus has said. The Holy Spirit reminds us, reminds us. All the things that Jesus has done, conquering death, conquering the grave, and all the things that he's going to do, and that peace he leaves with them, my peace I give to you. Not the world's peace, it's a supernatural peace that surpasses understanding. Um, the, uh, the first thing that Jesus, my, my aunt called this, this week too to kind of uh, encourage me, and she called uh, from Taiwan. Um, it was also very kind of fresh, because it was like talking to my mom again. <laughs> she was like full of faith and joy. It's like, uh, yeah. you have so much faith, why do you have so much joy? Um, but then she said to me the same sort of thing. She said, bring joy. She said also, you know, the first thing that Jesus said to the disciples um, when he was raised um, uh, is peace. 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 Be with your peace. Peace unto you. Peace unto you. And it never struck me how much that would mean to the disciples until now. I hear him speak that peace, 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 peace to you. Because the disciples, you know, they the same similar situation. The one they loved, the one that they had hoped in was dead. How how much how, how much despair, you know, they, they must have had, must have felt. So the first thing Jesus says is peace, peace. So he's 
speaking that to me, and to speak that to you. Whatever trials come, whatever things come your way, I know they're coming. Is your faith such that you lean on God, or is your faith like that on the sand that trials and tribulations are going to rain? Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. You know, that, that, uh, that he's conquered the grave, that we can have peace and joy because of that. So again, I, I don't know the outcome. I don't know the end of the story, but um, I want to testify that God's good. I want to testify that he's good. And uh, he's showing me that more every day. And I hope and pray, you know, this is not the situation I would have picked for it. Uh, not my hope um, for anything. But um, I hope just, you know, for all of you here that I've known my dad, I love my dad, I know that you really do. Uh, and even just this, this moment, to turn you to God, to let God work in your heart to bring you into a deeper leaning on to Him. You know, this is uh, such an opportunity to, to, to lean on Him more, to get to, to know more and have more faith and grow our faith, to practice that faith which we have, that He is good, that He is uh, in control, that He has a plan. So, um, so I'm, I, I've just been so blessed by that. That's something that God has really shown me this week that I'm learning. And that I didn't think I needed to learn, but He's telling me to learn. So, um, and I just want to give praise to God uh, and give thanks to Him for just the small things that He's shown me this week. You know, uh, kind of silver linings or things that God is doing. I just want to testify real quick. I know I'm going over, but uh, you know, even hearing um, just the outpouring of love that people have for my dad just across the world. Praying for him, um, and not just believers too, but unbelievers. You know, I've got friends texting me that like definitely don't believe in God. They're like, I'm praying. Like my Becca's, you know, shared that her parents are praying. Her parents are not Christian. They're praying. Um, you know, it's like, it's like wow. you know. Um, and uh, um, we, we were joking on Friday that like you know our, our prayers are like incense before heaven. And, uh, and just picture that God, you know, the angels are used to, you know, they're used to Wavos and, you know, <laughs> fragrance. You know, Wavos throwing up prayers all day, every day. And then all of a sudden they, they get this new prayer from somebody who's never prayed before. Like, what is this? <laughs> what, is this? What, is this? what is this? This is new. This is new fragrance, you know. Um, and, uh, wow, how, how beautiful that must be. How, how much, um, how beautiful that must be, God. Because, you know, as much as um, our, and God loves our prayers, don't get me wrong. God loves the send of Wavos prayers. God loves the send of prayers. He loves hearing it. But I know, and He loves hearing my prayers, your prayers. Um, but His heart is for the lost. His heart is for that lost sheep, you know, that lost sheep. And, and, uh, he knows the 99, and He loves the 99, but that one sheep that's lost, uh, to hear that lost sheep pray, pray to Him, to, to, to hear the voice of that lost sheep. Oh, how precious that must be to God. So praise, praise God that you know, in the midst of this terrible, terrible situation, there are some good things. Um, you know, I got to talk with a lot of my coworkers that uh, they're just coming out uh, to, to, to pray for me. Just texting me at all, all of them. Just be able to share with them some of the things that I was just talking about this morning. You know, um, and uh, I would not, I would never have done that otherwise. You know, not opening a doors to do that. And uh, you know, the, when I was operating on Friday at work. You know, Two people that were with me, my two staff members, the, the nurse and scrub tech, were, were Christians. It just happened, you know, every single day it's different, you know, who, who works with me, but it just so happened on Friday that they were Christian. As it started, just they, they gave me a shoulder to cry on and to pray with me. And, um, and that's the first time I've asked God to pray with them before. 
realize the depth of their faith too. Mm-hmm. Such an encouragement. So thank God for that. Um, and this is this this you know terrible week. Uh, you know, even getting to pray with my sister and especially pray with my brother more. You know, uh, reaching him. My brother, you know, he, he's kind of you know he's uh, in a place where a lot of times it's his faith. Uh, definitely um, has a lot of questions. Uh, so. Uh, we have never really had that for it's been a long time since we really just truly prayed uh, together and so uh, this week god giving us uh, that opportunity to do that um, has been uh, such a uh, such a blessing and also such an answer to my parents prayers you know, for my brother yeah um, that he would really that god would change his life and uh, we've prayed that before too um, that god would change his life uh, and this is not how i would have chosen Just to be able to pray with him uh, and uh, talk to him about things that are not just football or, or peripheral things or superficial things, but to talk yeah. about deep things of God. Yeah. It's such a unique thing this week. Something that my parents pray for all the time. Um, and so I give thanks to God for that. Um, and uh, we were talking just yesterday, and I'm like, wow, God, even though my dad is, dad is in a medically induced coma, with a tube down his throat, tubes in his arteries, tubes in his veins, tubes in his stomach, completely you know, knocked out in the ICU. God is still answering his prayers. Mm-hmm. Prayers that he prayed for his son, um, my brother. So, wow. You know, praise God. Praise God. So, there's peace. There's hope. There's joy in the Lord. Um, I just want to thank all of you guys. Thank all of you for, for praying for my dad, for praying for my family, uh, for being here for us. And uh, I just want to testify to you that, that God is good. Yeah. God is good. Through the Holy Spirit, through the victory of Jesus over death, we can have hope. Hope in the resurrection and hope in who He is. So um, let there be joy, let there be peace in your heart. Continue to pray with us. Continue to pray with us for my dad. He's not out of the woods yet. Still in a very tough spot. Prognosis is still very grim. Um, but have joy when you pray. You guys are truly our spiritual family, truly spiritual brothers and sisters. So, thank you. So, um, with that, I'm just gonna pray. Um, pray. I'm gonna invite you to join, join us in praying. <clears throat> Jesus, uh, we just give you all the thanks. Just give you all the thanks. We want to start with thanks. It's uh, it's been a very difficult week for sure, but.
take, that we chase take for granted. Uh, help us to remember that Holy Spirit, even now, for every member of this room, for every person who is here to give us a, a heart of thankfulness, a heart of praise. Um, help us to see all the things that you've given us. Because we just want to want to acknowledge that it's all from your hand and that we are grateful for it. And we are giving you thanks. So many people thanks just have a meal afterwards to share with brothers and sisters, um, to have jobs, to have everything you have. Oh God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Show us how to turn our hearts from the spirit of thanks. Show us how to turn our minds from thinking inward and thinking outwards now. Thinking outwards and how much you blessed us. Help us to remember God. Help us to remember Helps remember all good things. Give you thanks. Give you thanks and praise. And then giving thanks. Again, I want to just lift up my dad. And uh, God, that you would uh, fill his hospital room with your presence, Holy Spirit. You would heal his body.